This is Journal Talk, episode 22, with my guest, Hannah Brame. That was really important to me because I, you know, I'm a big believer in that everyone is individual. Everybody has, everybody's coming to journaling with their own experiences, their own histories, their own goals for what they want to get out of it. So it's I really believe that it's so important to provide people with tools that they can use themselves rather than be prescriptive. Yes, yes. Thank you for tuning in to Journal Talk, nominated the best health and fitness podcast of 2013. We're here to bring you the latest news, trends, and inspiring tips about journal writing. Our whole library of free Journal Talk episodes can be found at www.writeforlife.us. And here's your host of Journal Talk, the Dr. Phil of journaling, Nathan Oren. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Journal Talk. You know, we're just a few weeks away from the biggest ever free instructional journal writing party ever. <laughs> You're going to need a login and a password to join the fun. And to get those, all you need to do is register. Again, it's free at www.journalingexpo.com. It takes place on Sunday, January 12th from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock Eastern. It's three hours long. It's going to be fantastic. I'm presenting alongside of two other speakers. Yes, I'm, I'm sandwiched in between two gorgeous, smart, and strong women, Linda Monk and Hannah Brame. What's not to love, right? <laughs> Each of us will be providing our own one-hour presentation of unique journaling tips, and you'll ch you can check out the schedule online at journalingexpo.com. There's going to be door prizes free journaling guides, giveaways of all kinds, some fun activities. It's a three-hour tour. It's going to be a webinar. You can attend it cozied up from your fireplace or gather around with some friends on the coffee table. I promise this will be an event that will absolutely change the way you look at journal writing. So far this past year of Journal Talk, you've heard from several people that are going to be at the journal Journaling Expo. You've heard from the sponsor and coordinator of the event. It's Mary McCarthy. She's going to be hosting the entire time. And earlier this year, you've also heard from one of the keynote speakers, Linda Monk from Canada. Linda is going to be sharing how writing can improve your health. And she has a five-step process that she will reveal. It's called Life Source Writing. And you'll be able to use that to nourish your mind, body, heart, and spirit. So... I also wanted to make sure you got a chance to meet all the presenters from the Journaling Expo. Why not, right? So this week, my guest is Hannah Brame from the UK. Hannah is, a, is an author of The Ultimate Guide to Journaling, fantastic book, which we will be talking about a little bit later. And she's also written more recently a book called From Coping to Thriving. And it's all about taking a compassionate examination of the ways that we take care of ourselves. In the Journaling Expo, coming up January 12th, Hannah is going to be talking about the most common causes of resistance to our journaling. And she's going to share some gentle and effective ways to overcome the resistance and keep consistent in our journaling. 
And today on Journal Talk, Hannah and I, we talk about both of her books. We talk about her website. Uh, it's www.becomingwhoyouare.net. And we talk about her weekly podcast. Yes, Hannah and I have a lot in common. <laughs> She's a podcaster too. So in this first segment of, of this conversation, I have, I have four different snippets of conversation with Hannah. She and I dive right into the heart of her newest book, From Coping to Thriving, and she makes an, a really remarkable observation. The things that we do often uh, that we dislike about ourselves, you know, bad habits, unhealthy patterns of behavior, Hannah claims that many times we're doing those things for the right reasons, and her book, From Coping to Thriving, really helps provide strategy on how to meet those needs more effectively. Listen in. Well, welcome, Hannah, to Journal Talk. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you asking me to be on. Sure, sure. I'm really excited. There's a lot going on. I saw that you have a new book coming out. If you don't mind talking about maybe your first one a little bit, I just want to offer my congratulations with the new one. Do you want to give us a teaser on what it's about and how to get it? Yeah, absolutely. So my latest book is called From Coping to Thriving, How to Turn Self-Care into a Way of Life. And as the title suggests, it's about self-care, but it's about two particular aspects of self-care. The first is the idea that whenever we engage in self-care, we do it to meet certain fundamental needs that we all have. So what I do in this book is I really encourage people to look at the needs that they want to meet through their self-care, because that just helps people avoid going out and doing random stuff that might feel very nice in the moment, but doesn't actually serve them in the long term. And the second aspect of the book is connected to that, and that's the idea of switching out coping strategies, which is what I call them in the book, which is things like basically activities that we might use to dissociate. So things like watching a little bit too much TV, even if we're not enjoying it that much, drinking, smoking, even even those more obscure things like staying in bad relationships just as a way of distracting from really focusing on ourselves. And I walk people through the process of switching out those kinds of behaviors, those coping strategies, but really genuine self-caring behaviors that will help us meet our needs in a more fulfilling and sustainable and nurturing way. Mm. So that's, that's in a nutshell, that's what the book is about. And uh, it's out now, it came out in August, and you can get it through Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. It's available for Kindle at the moment, and it's on PDF, which you can get through my, my website, Coming Here You Are, as well. All right, perfect. That's becomingwhoyouare.net? Yes, that's right. Yeah, very good. Awesome, awesome. Well, I just love that the idea that you sort of take a different angle rather than just looking at what's not right with me approach and how do I get better. You're really looking at what are the behaviors that I'm doing that just help me get by and help me deal with, you know, whatever I'm putting up with and look at behaviors that really help me to be the most that I can be. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just to, just to add to, to what I was saying before, the thing is with coping strategies is that we do engage in them for really, really good reasons. I, I'm not a huge fan of doing behaviors like that as dysfunctional or anything like that, just because I think that's quite a heavy, it's quite a heavy way of describing them. And when you kind of take them apart and really look at them, we, we get into these habits and we start doing these mm-hmm. things out of a self-caring drive. 
you know, we really want, we have these needs that we really want to meet, which is going about it in quite an unconscious way. So I, I really think it's important not to pathologize coping strategies. And, and like you were saying, you know, it's, it's not about that. It's about saying, okay, how can I better meet my needs and how can I have a better mm-hmm. experience with life? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. I love the way that rather than demonizing or beating ourselves up for doing these things we consider unhealthy, like you mentioned excessive drinking or smoking, you know, things that we've, in the past, we've tend to demonize these things and make them mm-hmm. wrong. And then we feel bad and guilty, and then it just makes us want to do it even more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Instead, looking behind that and say, you know, these behaviors, I'm doing them out of a truly a noble cause. There is a true desire to pamper and nurture myself and take care of myself. I'm just going about it in more of a destructive way instead of a healthy way. Yeah. Great. I love the whole brand and the whole motto that you that you use it reminds me of a a zen cohen you know when someone says something like the sound of one hand clapping kind of thing it makes you really think about what does that mean how 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 is it that a person can become who they already are (laughs) such a great phrase well the original inspiration was just that i when i first started the site it was a personal blog and i started it because at the time i was I was really in that process of trying to become who I actually was and trying to sort of peel back the layers of the onion, if I can use that metaphor, and and work out who I really was at my core. Behind all the beliefs that I've been brought up with and all the kind of internal conflicts that I was dealing with at the time, and just to really get to, okay, who, you know, that really big life question, who am I and, and what is my life about? What does my life mean to me? Mm-hmm. And so the phrase, really just popped into my head <laughs> and someone just because it encapsulated so perfectly the process that I was going through at the time and, and someone later said to me oh you know it reminds me of that E.E. E. Cummings quote it takes great courage to grow up and become who you are mm. and I think that's so true I think courage is one of the main ingredients you need to do this kind of self-exploration so that, that was the original genesis was just that it was a personal blog for me and and, and that was my process. That was the process that I was going through. So thank you for your kind words about it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it, it still has resonance. <laughs> hey, guess what? Journal Talk now has a listener participation hotline. If you have a question or a comment, you can call Journal Talk and leave a message for Nathan or any of his guest journaling experts. Just call area code 805-751-6280 and leave a message at the tone. We'd love to hear your ideas, suggestions, or even just a voice of support. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Hello, everyone. We're... Coming back to Journal Talk here, and we're eavesdropping on a conversation that I had with Hannah Brame. We recorded this conversation one day, I think it was like a Saturday morning, and then when we were done, the next week, we called back again, and we had another conversation the very next week for her podcast audience. So when you're done listening to this, please go over to becomingwhoyouare.net 
and listen to Hannah's podcast show. It's the same same name, Becoming Who You Are. And she turned the tables on me or turned turned the chairs around or <laughs> turned the microphone back on me. She's uh, she's doing the interview questions and I am in the hot seat for a change. So that was kind of fun. One of the things that journaling coaches often wrestle with is the whole message. What are we what are we really offering people? You know, it's not just about putting words on the page. What is our core message? You know, for most of us, we've learned that journaling is not a product by itself. Like it doesn't really matter how many pages or notebooks we fill up. Journaling is a process and it's a means to some other goal. I know for me, I spent a lot of time, I talk about passion, clarity, and purpose a lot because that that, that distills my sort of recipe of what the journaling techniques are for. And, you know, passion is about stoking the fires of our imagination and creativity. And clarity is getting that laser-like focus on who we are and what we're about, what we're doing, what direction our life is heading. And purpose is connecting ourselves to a bigger mission, our meaning in life, you know, our truth. And in this next segment of conversation with Hannah, she's going to share how she's been examining what that process of journaling is all about for her and what her focus for 2014 is going to be in her coaching. And she's identified that fundamental common denominator, you know, the core element of her journaling practice, what all of journal writing boils down to in her view. And let me tell you, it sounds really cool. Listen in. What do you want people to know about you and your services? Oh, thank you for thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this. The rebrand, it's not really a rebrand per se, it's more like a shift in focus. So before I described Becoming Who You Are as the Guide to Authentic Living, and I knew what that meant, but it was I found it very difficult to communicate to other people what that was actually about. And what I was finding was happening was that people would have their own version of what that meant to them. Um, it wouldn't necessarily be what the fight was about. So as I, I was really thinking for a lot of us here, you know, what is this really about for me? And what is it really, you know, if I want to share something with the world, what is really, really important? What's been the most fundamental thing to me as far as my personal development goes? And the thing that comes up again and again, you know, whatever people are struggling with, is that it all comes down to our relationship with ourselves. Mm. Um, I, I truly believe that everything we struggle with in life at least some aspect of it is down to our relationship with ourselves. And so I sort of shifted the focus of the site to being specifically about teaching people to have a really good relationship with themselves and a really communicative, nurturing and healthy relationship with themselves. That's great. That's great. I love that. And are there more books in the future for this or how, how will this be manifesting? There are no more books in the pipeline right now. I have a couple of ideas, but writing a book is a very lengthy, involved <laughs> process, and I, I'm still recovering from the last one. <laughs> I see, so, I see. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to take a break from writing books. I do know that I am going to create a live journaling course. So at the moment, I have a book, The Ultimate Guide to Journaling, which is more of a DIY approach. So mm-hmm. people can download mm-hmm. the book and they can go and read it and they can use the prompts and they can basically get on with journaling themselves. But what I did with my book, From Coping to Thriving, was I released the book and then I'm at the moment I'm running a course, which is sort of tied to the book, um, based on the structure of the book as well. 
And I know it's been, I mean, the feedback I've had from people has been that it's been really valuable to do that as part of a group. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know myself that when I've been working on stuff alone compared to working in a group, but it's a lot more rewarding, I think, to work with other people and to be able yeah. to get that support and feedback and to know that you're not alone as well in going through some of the, you know, challenges that you're going through or some of the stuff that you get stuck on or some of the experiences that you have. I, I know that um, early next year I am going to be creating a probably an introduction to journaling course. So for people who are either fairly new to journaling or have taken a break from journaling for a few years and are just coming back to it, really want to create a solid foundation for that journaling practice so that after the course it's something that they can carry forward and they can take with them and use in their own way for their personal development. Beautiful. Yeah, it will be based on the content of the Ultimate Guide to Journaling and with a few extras as well. Because I actually wrote, I published the Ultimate Guide to Journaling last year. So in the meantime, you know, obviously I've kept journaling, I've kept learning. And so there's, there's going to be additional content in there as well. Sure, sure. That, that book, The Ultimate Guide to Journaling, it's a complete thing. I love how the intro really gets people into, you know, the purpose of journaling, the different methods, you know, reminding people to keep it private, you know, go at your own pace. There's no wrong way to do it. It's just very, very well organized. Definitely a, a great resource. Thank you for, for your feedback. I, I really, I'm really glad to hear that because I didn't have a clue what I was doing when I started journaling, especially, um, I mean, I, I've been journaling for, oh gosh, I want to see maybe 20 years now. <laughs> wow, but, uh, wow. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think I probably started when I was six or seven. <laughs> so back then it was very much, you know, here's, here's what I did today at school, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, when my yeah. journaling shifted and became more about, you know, my sort of deepest, darkest stuff and processing my experiences and really getting to the kind of emotional, meaty stuff. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I didn't know if I was doing it right. I didn't know what I was how I was supposed to journal for personal development purposes. And so I wanted, with the Ultimate Guide to Journaling, to create the guide that I wish I had had when I was starting out. So I'm really glad to hear that from an outsider's perspective it has that kind of structure and it kind of answers those questions. What's the one thing about that book that, you know, you just really want people to know about, the most uh, impactful yeah, the feedback has been really, really positive so far. I mean, the thing that people comment on most is just the number of suggestions in there. Um, mm-hmm. A few people have mentioned what you said, that you know, it's really nice the fact that it's kind of structured and it's ordered like that, and it just provides you with really not too much information, but enough information to get started um, mm-hmm. fairly quickly. The thing that, that most people seem to get out of it is just the enthusiasm. I mean, I hope it comes through in the book that I'm really passionate about journaling. I've used it so much myself. It's been so invaluable to me as a tool. That seems to be the thing that people find most inspiring, as well as the, you know, I try to include a lot of prompts on a lot of suggestions of different ways of journaling so that people can kind mm-hmm. of cherry pick what works for them. That's a the great word, that, yeah. The stuff that they that they think is going to be most helpful for for them out of the book. But yeah, overall, it's been I've been really bowled over by the feedback so far. I've been just so appreciative of it. Yeah, really happy to know that it's having a, a really positive effect on people as well. So the book is available again through Amazon. Uh, I think it's four dollars ninety nine at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to make it kind of as accessible as possible 
to people there. And you can also get the audiobook version on my website, again, which is becomingwhoyouare.net. And that's been professionally produced and recorded. Would you like to be a guest on Journal Talk to share your special flavor of journal writing techniques? Send us an email at info, that's I-N-F-O, at write, the number four, life dot U-S. We'd love for you to join this expanding community. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Well, hello, this is Nathan Oren, your Journal Talk host, and I want to take a moment and just say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the wonderful comments that have been coming in our listener hotline. You know, um, <laughs> I just started it as a way so that people can share what they love about journal writing. And, you know, I'm going to play these voice messages back in episode 24 and 25 when we do our one year anniversary show. and. All of you are just so, so generous, and I've received so many comments about the Journal Talk show itself and expressing your appreciation. It's just been really heartwarming. Thank you so, so much. I'm really glad you're enjoying all of this, and as much as I am, it's uh, it's it's meant for, I want to hear from you about what you love about journaling and, you know, what your, what, what your story is, if you have one, why you're, why you do it. Um, what you love about it, what's your favorite thing. So it's not too late. You can share your favorite thing about journaling. Just jot down this number and call in any time, night or day. It doesn't like ring a telephone of mine or myself. It doesn't go to my cell phone. It goes directly into a voicemail system. And the number is one, area code 805-751-6280. And you can call at any time. Let me know what you love about journaling. In this episode, we're listening in on a conversation with Hannah Brame, who is the voice of Becoming Who You Are, the podcast and the website, and the author of some really great books on journal writing as a way of taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself. And in this part of the phone call, we get a little more personal. I asked Hannah to share some of the ways that journal writing was meaningful to her, and I got I got her to tell us her favorite journaling technique, you know, the one that she defaults to when she feels like she has nothing to write about. And I had to, I went and looked this up on the web, 750words.com. Check it out. Listen in and enjoy. So if we could open up the brain of Hannah Brame <laughs> <laughs> and look in a little bit, and I would just love to hear, you know, how did you get started? journal writing what what was the you mentioned you started when you were very young what got you started and uh, what has been some of your most meaningful inspiration to keep on going you know I can't actually remember what got me started initially I think it was probably that someone gave me a journal and it seemed like a good idea at the time <laughs> um, <laughs> that I, but it's, it's very you know like I'm saying I think that was somewhere around 15 to at least 15, probably 20 years ago. I, so I, I can't remember very clearly, but I, I do have very, very clear memories of being a child and I had this little journal with a clasp, which is not very secure at all. <laughs> and, um, you know, just writing down, as you were saying, 
edit this today. And it was all it was all very practical. I think he used the word primitive, very primitive stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that was what I was preoccupied with when I was at that age. But yeah, there definitely came a point. Um, I, I didn't journal regularly as a teenager. I would say that I, I did it when I needed to, and it was very sporadic. You could possibly describe it as chaotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It was just, it was a way for me to vent. Um, I, I identify as an introvert, so I process everything internally first. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, at the time as well, I didn't really feel like I had many people to talk to about some of the stuff that was going on for me. And journaling was just the only way for me to really acknowledge and work through some of my experiences at the time. So in my late teens, early 20s, about seven years ago, I, I started journaling more regularly. At the time, I was going through a really dark period in my personal life. And again, like I was saying earlier, you know, I just, I had no one that I could really talk to you about some of the stuff that I was dealing with and some of the experiences that I was trying to process as well. Journaling became a way for me, it became a safe haven, it became a way for me to really look at that stuff. And, you know, I was talking earlier about developing my relationship with myself, and that was where that process really started for me. And at the same time, you know, I, I got into therapy and I started seeing a counselor every week, which was really helpful. But journaling to me was like self-therapy. Yeah. So that was when it became a really, a really, really important part of my life. And it's something that I've just carried on doing since then. I, you know, my, my use of journaling has shifted. It shifts depending on the day, <laughs> the year, the month, the day. Um, so sometimes it's, you know, if, if there's stuff that I'm trying to work out, I, it's emotional based. A lot of times at the moment, it's, okay, this is everything I need to get done this week. You know, whatever basically is preoccupying me at that time, it all goes down in my journaling. And it's a fantastic way for me to just sort out. I, I just love it because it just helps me sort my life out basically and keep, keep mm-hmm. track of everything that's going on anything that's hanging over me, it just helps me really, yeah, helps myself trust, I think. It helps me trust that, you know, I can, I can do this. I can, I can be there for myself. I can support myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I relate to so much of what you said. And, you know, you reminded me, too, in your book, The Ultimate Guide to Journaling, you offer a lot of different types of prompts. So sometimes, you know, it's a free write thing and sometimes you have a sentence for them to complete and sometimes you have, you know, hey, make a list of a hundred things that you want to do this year or this week or it's just, it's, it's great that you, you know, touch on these different things. Different people will relate to different styles you know, different techniques throughout their life and maybe even just day to day, you know, one day you feel like writing a to-do list and that's your journal entry, you know. (laughs) Other days you don't have more than just a few words you want to share and other days, you know, there's just rich, flowing, you know, juicy stuff that just needs to come out. Do you have any fallback techniques or fallback styles that you use? Like when Hannah's in a in a pinch and she, she's got to do a <laughs> journal entry. What, what is your favorite fallback, your, your default journal prompt? My favorite journaling technique is um, it's an adaptation of morning pages, which is a technique pioneered by Julia Cameron, who's the author of The Artist's Way. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I do my morning pages, I actually use a website called 750words.com. And 
the idea is basically to write 750 words every day. So I do that each morning. Um, wow. It's just, Very yeah, it's a fantastic way to start the day, I've got to say. <laughs> a cup of coffee, 750 words, then I'm, I'm set. <laughs> Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a it's a great it's a great site and it gives you lots of little fun incentives to journal every day too. Great, great. Yeah, that's awesome. All of the journal talk episodes like this one aim to bring you resources to keep your journaling fresh and inspiring. If you're enjoying this conversation, then we'd like to stay in touch so you are notified as soon as the next conversation is published. Please stop by our website at www.write4life.us and add yourself to our mailing list. And now, back to more Journal Talk. Hello again, Journal Keepers. Thank you again for listening, and you know, for all the ways that you show support, it's because of you that I'm making my reservations now for Las Vegas on January the 5th. I'll be driving through the desert with my dad to attend the New Media Expo that's going on in the Rio Hotel there. They're going to be holding the ninth annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. And after all the voting has been tabulated, they will announce the winners from each category, from gaming to education to health and fitness. And if Journal Talk is the 2013 Best Podcast winner, I will be there in person to collect the trophy on your behalf. So I'll let you know whether we win or not, of course. And thank you very much again for sending me out there. I'm really looking forward to whether we win or not. You know, just the fact that we were nominated was awesome, and the votes that came in were fantastic. Uh, um, I'm sure I'm looking forward to meeting other podcasters, too. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll learn some new techniques, uh, delivering better quality content. Uh, Who knows? uh, You know, one thing I'd love to find out is how to get the sound to, to, to sound better when I'm doing a telephone interview. That would be really good. That's what I'm really looking forward to. So here's the final segment of conversation that I recorded with Hannah Brame. You can hear more from Hannah at the 2014 Journaling Expo. That'll be January 12th. Don't forget to register at journalingexpo.com and you'll get the login details. Uh, In the next several minutes, you're going to hear Hannah give some really cool advice for people who want to keep on journaling, but they just find it daunting for whatever reason. And when you hear the overall tone of compassion in Hannah's voice, you'll understand why she's been so successful helping other people be more kind to themselves. So I'll be back in two weeks unless you contact me first. Until then, keep on writing. You know, Hannah, you've been doing this for quite a while, and you've spoken, I'm sure, to lots of people, and your books have touched lives, and I'm curious, when you hear about a person who is just starting out, or maybe they they need to make a fresh start of their journaling, what is your tip, if there's one thing that you could offer for getting started again, or getting started for the first time, and really trying to make a habit of it? Okay, I have. I guess I have a couple of thoughts about that because I, you know, I've been talking about it a lot with the group that I'm working with at the moment um, with my new book. It is really hard, you know, creating, essentially starting a regular journaling practice is creating a new habit. And creating a new yeah. habit 
it's really, really challenging. It's something that we all struggle with. So I think the first thing is that this is whatever normal means. This is totally normal and it happens to everybody. And I think it's really easy to look at everybody else journaling away and 